welcome to Love and Madness. I'm Madness. Yes. I'm Madness. I'm Love. Yes. I'm also childlike wonder. <laughs> You're childlike wonder? Yes, and Madness. Mm. Uh, I'm feeling low energy today. How about you? You're a little mellow. I'm too mellow. Too mellow. I don't know what's going on. My really? meth guy wasn't in town this week. <laughs> Normally, I just go by uh, over there and I hang out at the trap, as they call it. Yeah, yeah, you're always a lot more fun when you're on meth. Yeah, I go down to Greenville and I hang out at the trap for about three days. I come home with some meth. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just, my guy wasn't in. He was on vacation, I think. He went out to the Bahamas. and Is that, is that where, where meth dealers go on vacation? They well, go to court. Bahamas? Yeah, yeah. He went yeah. up to, I think, the Hilton. <laughs> He's just taking it easy, going to a spa. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a meth guy. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, he's a real nice guy. No, no, I'm glad you're not. He's a bike messenger without a bike. Um, he wears a helmet and runs around a lot. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's him. <laughs> he used to deliver pizzas when no one asked for them. Yeah, you're 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 uh, mellow, but you're still telling ridiculous stories. No. How does that work? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah, um, let's see. I took a couple of days uh, off this week. Yeah. And we record a week ag- ahead, and I went to edit the 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 um, the podcast that would have aired last week, and it, somehow I deleted the audio files. I don't know how I did that. Well, it wasn't a bunch of great episodes either. No, no, we it had, wasn't. It wasn't good stuff. We had so two I mean, episodes. One was a full they were rant. back to back. One of yeah. one of them was a full rant about our old roommates. And we got to admit that. At least that's that's as much as we can say about that because it's a lost episode. We've had a few lost episodes. The first one was some just, of them are intentionally lost though. The first one was me kind of like babbling and her her responding, you know, with sort of pity in her eyes and. No, I, I was doing a babble thing, so I, was, I wasn't addressing a problem that we later went into on our, our old roommate. Yeah, I don't remember what we were actually supposed to be talking about, but it was like but I, I could not get a word in edgewise. It, it was much banter because it was me babbling. Yeah. It's worthless. And I was trying to tell a story, and it just wasn't going anywhere. Yeah, but Janelle, you know, it's always better when you don't talk. Right, well, clearly. You know how that is. Yeah. <laughs> Women are supposed to be seen and not heard. Uh-huh. And barefoot and pregnant. And, no, no, no. And, uh, a pregnant lady. Sex for work. <laughs> <laughs> what I need from you is sandwiches, sandwiches and smiles. Sandwiches and smiles. I like that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'd be a dead man in three days if I tried pulling that off. <laughs> but, you know, sandwiches and smiles, something that's in not my a sandwich. bad thing. She would. If I die, she'd nah. put something in my sandwich. Nah. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Nope. No, I'll poison you. the driveway. <laughs> what? I'll poison the driveway. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's no, that's right. a that's a throwback. Sorry, that's a sad one. I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it like that. No, well, no, that that that. We're well, talking about a murder mystery. Yeah, that uh, where there wasn't a murder. So. Well, I wasn't talking about that. I was just I was making a reference to the typical wife poisons the husband gag. Yes. You know that funny classic. Oh yeah. That one there. <laughs> but, so we were going to talk about something related to. Well, did you want to say anything about your week? My grandma wasn't a complicated person, mm-hmm. but my relationship with her was kind of complicated because she was like, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to 
talked ill. Mm-hmm. She was she was hard to understand sometimes because she was very loving sometimes and other times very angry. Yeah. And it was very hard to kind of get it, get your head around it. Mm-hmm. And you were always on eggshells. And then she went, she got blind, she went blind and, mm-hmm. and went senile. And she'd repeat the same question over and over. Oh, you're Ronnie's son. He died, didn't he? Yeah. And all this, like for five minutes, she, she'd keep looping on this. And you'd have to kind of get her off the loop by dri- by diverging the conversation so she couldn't get back to the question of, oh, you're yeah. so-and-so's son. He died, didn't he? Yeah. Her own son, you know? Yeah. And all this stuff. And then she'd always talk about everyone who died, and it was only that. She was mm-hmm. living almost in this little purgatory of her own where she was just looping and looping and looping like a ghost. Yeah. And it was sad. So it's kind of good that, that she's on to whatever else is going on. Yeah. So there's that. So between those three aspects where she was really sweet and she liked cooking for everybody, and mm-hmm. but then she'd yell at you if you made a typical teenager gangliness mistake. Like, I knocked out some um, collectible spoons she had once. I did that like three times when we had a Thanksgiving dinner in a tiny dining oh, room. Oh, no. And so that was like, from then on, I was the guy who would always knock that over. <laughs> and and um, it was funny, I guess. But, it, but the way she did it, she wasn't like yeah. making a joke. She wasn't laughing. Yeah. She was very much a vindictive person. Mm-hmm. But she was my grandmother. Yeah. And, uh, you know, she gave great hugs. Got mm. something. Yeah. Other yeah. than that, I really don't have too much to say about the rest of the, yeah. the and week. Yeah. And that's. I don't know how to deal with my family over this because I'm not really close Yeah. with my family at all, really. Uh, I talked to my uncle, uncle today, and uh, he might listen to the podcast. And that was cool. Yeah. He's he's probably one of the few close people in my family. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's not so much about, like, reciprocity. Like, they haven't done anything for me, so I don't have a relationship with them. Yeah. It's more like we just never really crossed paths. I wasn't raised with them. Right. Um, I was always independent, except for when I was very young with my brothers. Yeah. So I don't really have that sense of family, I guess. Yeah. And so, in a way, they're grieving my grandmother way more than, than I can. Yeah. And I don't want to be in there when I'm not sure how I feel, because I don't feel like that would help. Yeah, that that's. But I have an uncle I want to give a call to because he's he's a very sensitive guy. Yeah. Yeah. So. A different uncle. Uh huh. Yeah. Other than that, I guess that's it for me. Okay. Yeah. Um, I had actual work to do this week. Yay! And um, took Thursday and Friday off, and I'm taking Monday, Monday and Tuesday off too, and. Uh, just uh, spending some time at home. Was sick yesterday. That was not fun. But um, we're getting the lights up in the backyard. Yep. We did a test. found a good system today. Yeah, we got a test tree today, and so we'll do the rest of the. Tr- we like it, so we're gonna do the rest of the trees the same way. Yep. And we're messing we'll with tangled lights tomorrow. all day. And uh, then we've got to finish up with the arches and the 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 bigger arch thing. And then we just need to cover some chairs and put them out there and take some pictures. So I mean, we're about great, ready. It'd be great if we could get a week more of, of growth on the grass. Well, well, but, yeah. yeah by mean, then, by that time, we'll be there. Yeah. Like next weekend, we should be able to do this. Yeah. Probably. So, yeah. <coughs> that should be good. And I'll adjust. Uh, there's some lights I have to adjust on the shed. That mm-hmm. Oh, and I, I found out that one of my uncles is going to be heading down this way probably at the beginning of May. And he's going to come visit. I'm so excited. That makes me slightly nervous. Why? Because I don't know. I don't um I don't do well with people. 
I'm doing my. I'll do my and my he, best. I'll try not to be weird. He, he's well. Okay, my uncle Howie's weird, so that's not so it's a okay to be weird. Oh yeah, and um, does he smoke cigarettes in or anything? No, uh, no. But he he was a he started out as a registered nurse, and then uh, was so good with the computers, he ended up taking over the computer job at the hospital that he worked at, and he just retired. Okay. Um, so he's been doing that for years, but he he used to design um, uh, uh, funny T-shirts on the side just yeah to entertain himself, I guess. Okay. And uh, you know, as long as he's not going to expect me to be yeah fancy. yeah he had, he had like the T-Rex versus Barney, you know that type of thing, you know. <laughs> T-Rex versus Barney. Yeah. Okay. T-Rex wins anyway. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but but uh, he's got he's got a he's very mild mannered and 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 uh, has a good sense of humor. Okay. And his his grandkids are very very geeky. When he comes over, when they come over, I'm going to have to do my best, but I might have to go to bed early or something depending on how it is. If they're here for one night, I'll be very open friendly. It's not yeah. personal. You know how I am though. Yeah. I'll do my best. Yeah, but he's he's my mom's youngest brother. Okay. Well, he's that's good. I get to know family. about your mom a little bit then. Yeah. And who knows, I might end up staying up all night talking to him. Oh yeah, but, yeah, and Patty's, you know Patty's a sweetheart. So. I I tend to say I won't. Uh, I I try to kind of leave myself the out, and then I don't ever really take advantage of it. But if I do, please understand. If I'm just tired, I can't handle. Yeah, but but yeah, he's 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 about as laid Social. back as you can get. I, well, good. Yeah. Well, good. I'm sure I'll like him. Yeah. I like I like everyone I've met of your people. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, uh, there's at least one of my uncles you may not like, but that's okay. Is he the one you don't like? Well. It's not that I don't like him. It's just I. He, he's vi- well. Let me put it this way: He would never listen to this podcast because we swear, you know. Ah. <laughs> he's uptight. Um. So, so it's unlikely he'd be coming over here. Oh, oh, yeah, no, no. They're they're all up in Vermont, and we probably when we go up to visit, we probably won't even see him. Unless he, unless he happens to be, there's always like some people age. in a family. No matter how good the family is, they just don't quite get along. Well, and, and it's not really that they don't get along, but like at the family reunions, it's like his whole brood would all sit by themselves, As and so they were there. They wanted to be apart from it all, and yeah, it's, down it's on it. Weird, a, a little. I don't know. I mean, it's like honestly, your father's side. Honestly, since I got divorced, most of that. His family, no, this is my own side. Okay. Most of that particular branch of the family barely talks to me. Okay. You know, because they're they're like that. Okay. But they don't know why I got divorced. Do we want to go out you know? to dinner that night with them? Huh? We want to go out to the gatehouse or something with them? Um, we'll, we'll see. It depends on when they get here. And, yeah. and um, we can do something nice like that. Yeah. And have a little wine or something. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Patty, Patty's, Patty's adorable. And she thinks I'm brilliant, which is nice. <laughs> well, it's hard not to. I mean, especially the way you make sandwiches barefoot for me. You're the best, best person at that. And I always deliver it with a smile. Yeah, because I told you to. You follow directions very well, which means Thank you're you. brilliant. Thank you. For any woman. But compared to most women, you're brilliant. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm getting in trouble. See, the thing is, I can say something like that, and she knows there's no cloud. <laughs> I have no teeth on this, so she can just just knock me down. Mm. I'm happier than I've ever been. Yeah. Because you're a sweetheart. Thank you. And you're brilliant. Mm. Bye.
What else are we going to talk about? There was a there's a weird doctor that, that, okay, that gave yeah. his, his, uh, yeah, his love watch, to everyone. You know, I love watching documentaries, right? Lovely doctor. If you have if you don't know that by now, you haven't been listening. Um, but yeah, watch this one called Baby God. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, and it's about Dr. Quincy Fortier, and he set up a practice outside of Las Vegas in 1945 and had eventually set up his own women's hospital. Well, it turns out that he he special he one of his specialties was he was an obstetrician or something, right? Yeah, he was an OBGYN. Okay, and um. And it, he he was one of the only people in the Las Vegas area at the time that uh, specialized in infertility. And so what he'd do is, you know, he'd tell, you know, usually a young woman who's married, whatnot, you know, that bring in, you know, a, a fresh sample of their husband's sperm and he'll inseminate them. Aye. But what he was doing instead was inseminating them with his own sperm. Right. I read about this a few years ago. Well, he's not the only one that's done this. Apparently, there have been several doctors done this. And from what I've understood in the 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 50s and 60s, it was common practice among some specialists to combine their sperm with the, with man. the samples to increase the chances of pregnancy. Oh, I'm sure that was the main reason. Yeah. Seems very scientific and medical. But... um. Yeah, so th- this um, documentary is really more about his kids, some of his biological kids with his wife, and some about people who found out when they did, like, Ancestry.com Is they related DNA, to this one guy. Or, yeah, or, you know, the 23andMe, and all of a sudden they're finding out that there are half-siblings all over the place. So far, they're, they, I was looking as of, when was this article written? As of last December, there are 20, 24, 24 siblings right. so far that they have um, found from people doing the ancestry thing and whatnot. But the thing is, he didn't tell. He wouldn't tell the women that's what he was doing. You know. So, so you know, these women think that they're, you know, having a baby by their husband, and he switched out the sample. It you know like, crazy. and then of course people who had never had sex ended up pregnant. Yeah, that yeah, there was the one because he did, a, he did a checkup and inserted. And it's like I actually rewatched the documentary because uh, the documentary is a little confusing, keeping track of who's related to who and how they fit into all this. Right, and they could have done girl, with a grid or that something. That girl was one of his adopted daughters. What what the daughter that had a baby by him? Yeah. Total monster. Yeah, she was 17, yep. and he claims that he accidentally, it, it was an accident. And I'm like, I, I mean, don't know how you accidentally guy, do that. Reminds me of BJ's friend, uh, Squeegee Jim. Squeegee Jim? Yeah, he likes to, well, he works at a truck stop, and he tends oh. to squeegee a certain uh, sector. <laughs> and he, sell, he sells that by the mayonnaise jar. Oh, jeez. That's my buddy. That's gross. It's BJ's friend, though. Oh, Good guy. Okay, I haven't met him, and I don't Squeegee think I Jim. want to. Squeegee Jim. Yeah. <laughs> this is a filthy story, though. Like, yeah. doing this to people who are virgins, because they're getting their first yeah, checkup. Yeah, yeah. So and they actually, end up pregnant yeah. by him. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, the finger uh, first of all, doing if you're an OBGYN, OBGYN and you think it's appropriate 
to do medical exams on your own children, adopted or not. That's unethical. That's fucked up. I've heard doctors they that won't, they won't ever treat up. their own children. Well, you know? you, they shouldn't. I mean, in general, though, like a normal yeah. uh, home, do- a family doctor will often send their kids to someone else. Yeah. <laughs> Except for like home home illnesses and stuff. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, if it's like a pink eye or something like that, yeah, of course. Right, you're but, not gonna. You know. But 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 generally, like if there's a real medical procedure to do, they give it yeah. to a different I mean, doctor. Uh, because okay, of my dad was a doctor. My dad would never have done that. Right. But yeah, if I had like a sinus infection or or pink eye or something, I could, I could call that up and say, hey, a quick prescription dad, or I, something. I need a script. Can you call this in? <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, I was like, yeah, I do that. Yeah. But, but um. But yeah, you never gave me an exam. Right. I mean, it's just it's a ridiculous idea. Oh. This guy it's was disgusting. Oh man. And and it's like they didn't actually figure this out until the late 90s when some some lady figured it out. Both of her children were turned out to be this doctors and she didn't know it and she I don't know how she figured it out, but she ended up suing him yeah. and they they settled out of court for that one. So that was the first but it was in the 90s, and he'd been doing this. It's the same thing that so, happened with Jello pudding pops. So, so they canceled those. He of could, those. in theory, have hundreds of kids across the country. In yeah, I'm ignoring your comments. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying to like think about whether I should top that somehow. It's like and, happened to Bill Cosby. That's, I mean, it's a pudding uh, pop. It's a uh, uh, scandal. Oh, but um, he he could he could have hundreds of kids across the country and it it more people that do the ancestry type uh, dna now it's like now they, these guys didn't expect somehow oh, the no. dna would become so ubiquitous no and and the thing is it's like it, one of his partners d- granted his partner didn't know one of the doctors because yeah. there were other doctors there he, he, you know he was saying you know when we were in medical school a, a lot of us would supplement our income by donating sperm to sperm banks. Yeah, like you do. Well, and he's like, and it turns, and he turns out one kid got a paper route. I did that. Yeah. I used to donate my sperm in about sixth grade. <laughs> <laughs> Except no one was buying it. <laughs> well, oh wait, and wait yeah. what happened? Anyway, but it it turns out that he has like fourteen biological children. That and he, he, but I mean, but the people knew they were getting donated sperm. It wasn't like. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like you know you're getting donated, but like don't yeah. you don't you usually from what I understand, and believe me, I've never tried to donate, mm-hmm. so I wouldn't know. But I've seen on like enough like uh what is it, bosom buddies and stuff, where they try donating their sperm and there's like a big thing about it. From what I understand, there's a criteria and they say like, Do you have a college education? Do you have all these yeah. you yeah. have like a stat sheet yeah. for everyone Which who is- you would accept the donation from? And so like the doctor would he'd be like, I went to Harvard Medical School right and all this yeah, it's, it's weird. It's like you're not getting what you maybe signed up for if you're getting this doctor's. Yeah, and, and never like, mind the fact that it's rape. You know, it's like it's rape to begin with. Yeah, well, like like one of the, the uh, and a lot of his children side, are very very rape. very well educated in the the sciences. One of the ladies um, w- was uh, uh, a police detective. I mean, they're very they're very intelligent, but. Like the the one guy is like I had such a hard time growing up because he had older siblings that were his parents' kids. Kids, and he didn't look like them. He didn't look like them. He turned out, you know, blue eyed when everybody else in the family was brown eyed. Um, and so the mom was was under suspicion or anything, or well, I well they didn't really get into that. Hmm. They really didn't get into that, but um, 
the and he, he was like he always felt like the the odd duck because you know they were all big into sports and and, and cars and stuff like that and he was a nerd like his dad like his, like uh, his biological, biological dad not real dad but yeah i would never call that guy a dad but Mm-mm. jesus imagine waking up and, and just finding out that your whole life was a lie and that someone basically raped your mother yeah and then you're a child of rape you know yeah that is rape yeah it, it's, it's it's not the the guy standing on top of her but this guy was definitely getting off on that somewhere yeah. In the back of his mind. Well, know? I mean, he I mean, he also abused his kids too. I mean, he's he was not a, a good person. Abuser like hit him and stuff? Well, no, sexual abuse. Oh god. And, and like one of the daughters, one of the adopted daughters, not the one that got pregnant. Part of me doesn't trust male uh OBGYNs for some reason. I feels creepy. Uh, uh yeah. I I mean, creepy. I've had both male and female. I mean, I don't go to one or anything, but you know. And and it, it there's a certain level of professionalism it just seems odd that a man would choose that particular practice unless he was like oh well i was the only miracle child of my parents and he has a great story about it or something yeah but it's like that's why i want to make sure that everyone can have their children or whatever yeah but generally speaking like the demographic would not be male who would be most concerned with this Unless it was the only people. Yeah, in well, the business, I mean, you know? you know, back in the day, there weren't that many female doctors, so right. you really didn't have but a choice. But they might have an obsession with the with the reproductive parts or something, mm-hmm. and so you know, I mean, how do they study that so long? And yeah, you know, it, it makes it's it's bad that when someone does something positive, and then people are thinking like, oh, well, the, the reason like the person's looking like say a writer. This is one thing that I see a lot yeah. uh, with my friends. We talk about it. If someone went after our search in, uh, histories, they'd find like murder uh, methods and, right. and ancient tor- like medieval torture devices. <laughs> We're doing like D&D manual. Yeah. Yeah. And and so it looks bad. But at the same time, there's a certain level of intensive study you have to do to go to be a doctor. Right. And it's like 12 years or more. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you're doing it for that that particular field. And is that where all the money is? Maybe? I don't no, know. Uh, no. I mean, you, you can make a lot more as a plastic surgeon. What's the motive? You know? Well, I, I think it would depend on the doctor. Yeah. I do prefer going to a female OBGYN, though. I mean. Because, I, I mean, especially now that I've gone through menopause and stuff like that, it's a lot easier to talk to a woman about stuff. I imagine. Stuff I mean, why would you? I mean, you have yeah. a guy down there when you're, you know, yeah. you're vulnerable. Why? I mean, it's creepy. to me. Yeah. Doctors are creepy sometimes. They can be. It can be. It's yep. a sort of level of obsession you have to have to become a doctor in some way. Um, Don't you think? I mean, maybe not every doctor, but to spend 12 years studying, like, some obscure part of the body, maybe not that obscure with reproduction or whatever, but but just one section of the body and just mastering knowledge of that well, for a living? Well, I mean, some some of it has to do with where the money is. Some of it has to do with what they have a knack for, because just like every other profession, some people are better at diagnosing this type of. He's good disease. at shining up ovaries. Like yeah, I mean, them, my, my dad was a, like a my dad was a pulmonologist, and he Lungs. was yeah, and we, he smoked a little. Not. Yeah, not well, cigarettes. Not cigarettes. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't. Mean, from what I understand, <laughs> but <laughs> he's a pulmonologist. He, he he's passed away. He can't get mad at me. He now. won't get mad. So <laughs> probably laughing. <laughs> but but um, yeah, it it. But, but he, it, I don't know how he ended up picking that as a specialty. But he was very good at it. Right. Really good at it. And and so it may be just some of that. Is it like, might just be when he was going to school, he had a knack for it. Or yeah, something. and I I honestly think that could be. It's like he a understood lot of it. it intrinsically. I mean, like 
I like, guess he's like an he, athlete. He must know lungs, you know? Like, he knows how breathing works really well, and he can... Yeah, well, and, and, and it's like, and he had a non the knowledge. He had a non-essential tremor in his hands. Your dad? Yeah. Okay. And so he never could have been a surgeon. All right. Because so of as that. As a pulmonologist, you know? though, does this make sense for him? Because he was, yes, a basketball player, mm-hmm. and you have to manage your breathing to be a good athlete, right? Yeah. So I imagine when he started learning that, he could apply it immediately, and he would have a certain fascination with it. Because yeah. it's sort of like, the, it's the key to everything is your breathing and your heart rate. Yeah. So it could have been it could have been of interest. I, I can see that happening. Yeah. I guess medicine is just a weird study for me because I can't understand the idea of cutting people open or, or dealing with their, their diseases. It well, seems odd to me, but there's someone who has to do that. Yeah. And and his name is Jesus Christ. <laughs> Let's let Jesus heal us all. That's it. <laughs> more doctors. Uh, Apparently but... doctors are mostly bad. No. Except your dad. Your dad's the only good doctor. No. I, I think most doctors have good intentions. I think most people... You know, the road to hell is most, paving good intentions. Most people who get into the medical field do it because they want to help people. Right. Just um, like... Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, but just like every other pr- profession, there are bad apples in the bunch. You know? like... Uh, what was Bill Cosby's character's name? Dr. Hus- Huxtable. Dr. Huxtable. Yeah, just like Dr. Huxtable just got in it for... Mm. Got into it for the uh, right reasons. Oh, well, you know, it's, the world. Uh, you know, I, I can't help but wonder. Yeah. And he was an OBGYN, wasn't he? He, he was a, or a pediatrician. I bet he was, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he was. Oh, wow. I imagine he had fun writing that down. Yeah. Well, I like, mean. Like, he's an OBGYN in New York City, you know? Yeah. Well, With Felicia I'm, Rashad. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I mean, I, I think part of the reason he got away with, you know, raping people for so long is that. It was hard to believe that the guy who played, you know, Dr. Huxtable. And the guy from uh, Fat Albert. Like, he was a yeah. kid's show host yeah. for a while. Uh, and it was, I mean, these guys, sometimes they have this really sharp double life. Yeah. You know? But, but yeah, they, this this guy was. They get one single life together. Dev- How do they do a double? Definitely a piece of work. And the, the one daughter that they interviewed, <coughs> and she was, <coughs> she's, she's like, I. She refuses to believe any of the abuse allegations. Right, she she's apologizing. She's an apologist for her for her father, and, and she won't even discuss it with any of her siblings. She just explains away she all just, the things he yeah, did. Yeah, she just she 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 doesn't want to hear it. Right, you know, and it's, it, it's sometimes like I was. We were saying before it happens. We were yeah. saying before that sometimes there's a crime so horrible that it kind of breaks your brain, and you say, "No way, that happened at all." Mm-hmm. It's like that just didn't happen. It's sort of like that Lovecraftian stuff where, where they say there's things man was not meant to know and that the, the most merciful thing is that we can't correlate all of our brain's contents. Yeah. So imagine there are parts of, of life that we just can't face, like horrific rape on a mass scale. Yeah. And that's your dad. So yeah. she would just shut it off and say, nope. And then yeah. and, and, on her merry and way. She, you know, she's, she tries to explain the behavior away saying, well, you know, from his perspective... <laughs> You know, he was trying to make sure they had a kid. He was just, you know, giving them a a, a, a gift, and it it, oh, what it a, didn't what matter gift. so much who the parents were. You know, no, 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 of course not. It, at least from his perspective, he was trying to help people. Someone should have got like a candid Polaroid of him in the middle of filling up one of those little beakers, and then maybe she'd have a different opinion. Yeah, and and uh, of course, yeah, when he we started this whole thing, and even when he he finally hey, time closed travelers his, get on that, please closed his practice. I mean the the ancestry deck. The 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 ease of doing DNA uh, analysis these days um, didn't exist. So 
you probably never would have been caught. I mean, this was kind of an un unforeseen thing, the DNA analysis. Yeah. Like, it was one in the 80s. They were always talking about uh, 1984 and all this um, anti-government, like, control thing, right? Mm -hmm. And and over the the past 30 years after the 80s, we've kind of slowly crept into slightly Orwellian areas. We've got yeah. Facebook knowing everything about us. We've given away all our information online. Yeah. We meet people we met online, which was never, when we first came out, it was like, never meet anyone you meet online. Yeah. And it was always like a little, it, it, the 80s mentality on Stranger Danger was way different. And, mm -hmm. and the 80s mentality on people knowing about your, your business was way different. Yeah. And so there's no way for them to predict that people would voluntarily give their DNA to a, a bank of people who collect your DNA. Right. That's what they do. They take all your DNA and they use it for yeah. studies and, and then yeah. they can use it to find you in a crime. It's, yeah. it's like in the 80s, no one would ever have imagined wanting to do that. Yeah. I mean, that's how they, they caught the, uh, the Golden State <coughs> was mm. through DNA. Well, yeah, they said yeah. there was a family thing, like they found different um, mm -hmm. family members of the victims or something, or no, his, his relatives or something. Well, they had his DNA, but yeah, they found... They matched it via relatives on, on Ancestry.com or something. Or one, one of those, yeah. One of those. Yeah, they were able to... I, yeah. I, I wanted to do my mitochondrial DNA, because supposedly they'll tell you if, like, you know, you're Jewish or something. Right. I, I think somewhere way back, I might be Jewish. I don't know why, but I, I was interested I in finding out. Yeah. But uh, it'd be interesting because that'll tell your whole mother's line of things and mm -hmm. and all that. And my, my brother had it done, and and it turns out that well, at least he and I'm assuming me too because we have the same parents are about are actually an eighth black. Yeah. You know. Um. And that makes you an octoroon. <laughs> yeah. That's I'm by by the old. I'm like, an octoroon. By the old uh evil <laughs> one drop laws and all they called those people octoroons in the law yeah it's terrible you're an octoroon, yeah, I'm an octoroon. my wife is an octoroon everybody yeah that's the name of the episode and and they were able to you know narrow it down to it was you know the congo region of africa and what and i'm like that's pretty cool you know you know an octoroon and we're about sounds, half northern european octoroon you know, is, octoroon sounds to me like a delicious uh treat like a macaron. Mm -hmm. It's an octoroon. It's like, <laughs> what's it got? An octopus and no. coconut. <laughs> octopus and coconut. I bet you there is a dish out there that has those exact ingredients. I bet. Yes. Yeah. Because those would both be tropical things. So you, you, have, you have an interesting ancestry. You had Bantu, I believe. Yeah, Bantu. I saw Bantu, which is a, the tall, very tall plainsman, I believe. Yeah, and we're, we are definitely You're very tall. Taller. Family's tall. Yeah, so, yeah. And, uh... I don't know. I yeah. have no idea what my DNA is. It's probably part uh, miniature schnauzer. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. Squirrel. That's anyway. it. I do bark at things. She doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> Just like Curly from uh, Three Stooges, I'm barking at things out the window. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Biting my neck. Uh huh. You know. <laughs> you know. You know. Half the time. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. My. <laughs> But one day. but yeah, it's it's definitely an interesting documentary, and it's just how it, it like one of the guys had to tell his mom, you know, that that he was not yeah her father the the, the her husband's son yeah oh my god and her, his 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 father it's gotta not, be a nightmare not the bio dad but the, true nightmare his father had already passed away and he's like he was kind of grateful for that your whole you know? world could shatter over that yeah. But then at the same time, it's like, and they, they, they've even had, um, like, meetings between the half-siblings that have found, found out. 
because a lot of them have, have grown up feeling out of place in their own families. And just to see what kind of similarities they have. And it does. They're, they're all very intelligent. They all have, a lot of them have gone into the sciences. And, and so there's definitely some commonalities there. Most of them have the same nose. You know? Oh, boy. Yeah. And this one lady, was she was so mad over it. She's like, I want to get a nose job now because I don't want this nose. You know? And I'm like, get it. Yeah, I can't imagine having being stuck with DNA from someone you would hate. Yeah. You know, like, I understand having bad parents or whatever. Yeah. But but someone who's that evil and then being stuck alive because that person right. did something evil. And, I mean, it, you got to have mixed feelings about it because you wouldn't be who you were. Without, well, I, without I wouldn't that. have the mixed feelings. I'd just probably hate myself. I'd probably end up, if I hadn't met you and I found something like that out, I'd probably just kill myself. Yeah. Cause, yeah. Because I, I don't really have much, like, a self-preservation instinct to begin with, generally. Well, I know. Yeah. I'm not, like, actively trying to hurt myself, and I'm not particularly trying not to. Like, I'm not, like, looking for a, a car to hit me or anything stupid like that. But at the same time, I don't have a fear of death because right. I don't know if I believe in death. As odd as that sounds, I'm crazy. So if something like that were to be found true, I would just probably hate myself so much I wouldn't want to be me anymore. Yeah. You know? I, I can see people doing that, but I can't imagine being ambivalent about it, being like, well, he's a doctor, but he's a rapist. Well, you know? Yeah. Well, I don't like, at least he's a doctor. I, 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 I'm, I'm not, I, I wouldn't say ambivalent. I would say having very mixed emotions over it. So strongly mixed emotions. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I can't imagine I, any I positive ones coming from there. Well, but. not not positive in the sense that, you know, no of what he did. There's no upside though to, to but, that. But if if you know you you got you're like a great scientist and right. you got that but when, when from you hate his that, side of the family. When, wouldn't you resent that though? It's I not don't a family. Know. I would because resent my would... own intelligence if I was found to be intelligent because some guy was a See, rapist. I, I wouldn't. I would absolutely, I'd feel like I had an evil intelligence and I'd have to eradicate it. No, well. <laughs> that's how I would act. That's how I am, though. I just, I don't like, I don't tolerate what I consider to be evil. And I would kill myself if I were evil. Yeah, well, no, see, I, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think about it like that. Uh, I, I just wouldn't. It, 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 I wouldn't be able to stop thinking about it. <laughs> I'd just be on, I'd be on top of it. No, I, I'd, I'd be more, you know, it, it would, it, it might, like, be more of an explanation of, like, why I went into engineering, like, in my case. But, and I'm like. But that means your whole life was a dark lie, in a way. <laughs> like, if because well, of him, you were that, that means that you're part him. Yeah, well, that's why, well, that's why there would be mixed emotions about it. Because I like who I am. Ah. Uh, so. Most people don't, you know. You don't realize this. I don't think most people like who they are. <laughs> I think you're you unusual. Might be right. You have a pathology with that. I, I have a pathology. Yeah, you have mental health is a pathology now. Okay. Because it's so rare <laughs> that everyone else is sane and you're sick. Janelle, you need medicine now. <laughs> that meth guy I told you about. Because I don't, I, I, I don't hate myself enough. Right. No, you don't have to hate yourself. Oh. I'm saying the fact that you do like yourself is abnormal. And everyone else is normal. Because well, you know what? I, I actually agree with you. It's like most people don't like themselves. But, but I just don't understand how the self-esteem would come from unless it was there to begin with somehow. But then again, he must have had high self-esteem. Well, so he's definitely is, a cocky bastard. Therefore, that gene is evil. It gave you high, high self-esteem. Oh, my God. You know, I mean, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like you came from an evil seed. 
and the evil seed maker needs to, you know, you need to end his line. Well, I mean, there, I mean, there's the whole debate of nature versus nurture, right? Yeah. You know, I, and and it's not just the DNA that decides who you it's are. It's like there's epigenetic changes and stuff. People but, will uh, change their mood hormones based on how they're treated at, at you. Yeah. And and also their appetite, like they'll, they'll become overweight, and then their children will. Yeah. Activates because they weren't loved enough and they ate too much when they were kids or something. Yeah. If that were the reason they ate too much, you know? Yeah. And, and it, these things happen and there are, uh, there's nurture and there's nature. Yeah. But I'm like, that nature would be too much to overcome, I think. Well, well, like, like the one, the one lady who, who had started this journey and she found out that this guy was actually his, her, her father. She was a police detective. Like was she a hum- or something and then well no she just she retired from being a, like a homicide detective so you know she protected people and she was really good at solving crimes and stuff like that and she retired and she's like thankfully eh, let's look into my ancestry so but, she took but, after her mother at least like you know like her mother like, to be a good person she must have taken after her mother well that's what i'm saying is like there there's a certain amount of of nurture versus nature there and it's like maybe maybe her her ability to be a good detective Maybe the the nature side of it, maybe that did come from her dad, from her bio dad, a, a little bit more because he he had that kind of mind. Right. But she used it in a good way. Right. She had a good heart from yeah. at least her mother. Yeah. Because he had to be a sociopath. And oh God, yeah. Those genes pass right on, you know, unless yeah. they didn't express in her or something. Yeah. I and mean, her kids th- turn this guy, to, this kids guy would have been criminal. like a, a member of like Nambla, you know? Right. I mean. So this guy, did any of his kids turn out to be criminals or anything? Not, at least not the ones in the documentary. Uh, I don't know. I uh, mean, and granted, there's so many kids out there. They've only found 24 so what, far. What you said that one time, about maybe there's two species. Of, mm-hmm. Like people with hearts and people with sociopaths and beyond. Yeah. I mean, it seems like they breed a lot because they tend to do things like this. They just want their seed everywhere. It's, it's evil. Oh, oh well, I, you know, you're right. Yeah, I. It is it is evil, but how much of that is nature and how much of that is nurture? I think it's nature, and then we have to destroy it with nurture. You know, okay. Like, and we can okay. Ch- maybe not change the kids because they're not gonna, you're not going to change the genetics, right? But maybe prevent them from breeding somehow. I, <laughs> no, we were talking about like my like vaguely totalitarian dreams earlier today <laughs> about how we could have a a, a mili- mili- uh, medical branch of the military and that everyone would work for the government and everyone would be happy. <laughs> Yeah. If I were in charge. <laughs> so I don't know if I'm the best guy for this. Enslavement breeds happiness. It's not enslavement. There's just no money and everyone's happy. <laughs> no one's having money problems. You just get your bucket of food every day and you apply to the mines where you belong. I don't understand the problem. Everyone's going to have a job. 100% employment. Yeah. At least on paper. Half of them will be sick, but at least this military branch of uh, medicine that'll... Those guys that go in there and uh-huh. give them operations and stuff. I, 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 have, I have no comments on this. Because all doctors will have to work for the military uh-huh. in my little junta. That sounds like a bad word, but it isn't. No, I, I just, I mean, I guess I get so frustrated. And I think um, in like Dungeons and Dragons terms, there's alignments. There's chaotic, neutral, and, right. and lawful. And then there's good, neutral, and evil. And you combine yeah. them. So you say, like, neutral, good. Right. I think I'm lawful, good, but I act kind of chaotically, you know, uh-huh. out externally. 
But internally, I have this certain like ethics that's almost unbreakable, and that's why I have to make jokes because I cannot tolerate the idea of these people living. And I'm not these like Eileen Wernos type is going to go out there and, and try to hurt them or anything stupid. I'm not yeah. a violent person, but I just don't know why the world is like this. You know, why we live in a world where like one, you have to kill something to eat. It's, it's, it's a horrific world we live in in some ways, but yet you see the other side of it and you end up mentally healthy. Hmm. So kudos to you and your, you. your rareness. <laughs> Cause I see the other side. I see that we live in a festering wormhole. <laughs> it's just full of worms. No, I'm looking at a screensaver that has a wormhole. <laughs> I, I don't know. Sometimes it depresses me. And then I see I see these stories. That's why I don't follow a lot of this true crime stuff because there's so much. But then again, I mean, well, we went on a, a country a trip across the country. Right. And then there was this poster, this this like uh at the Walmart, there were all these missing girls that looked almost identical to each other yeah. in that town. Yeah. It was all these posters of missing girls in this one town. Yeah. And I was like, we just stopped at a truck stop. Right. Where, like, there's a serial killer right in town. Yeah. Well, I mean, they... they... So it's like, is it rare or is it just hidden? I, I, I honestly, I think it's 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 hidden. And I, I just, I think I want to uncover it all. And then we get them all into camps and they'll work for my military. Well, you know, I honestly, I, I think, well, like... Uh... I'm just getting kind of... I would never want a sociopathic army. Yeah. Like, that would be no good. Yeah, I, I agree. You got to get docile people to do your work. <laughs> Give him electroshock and point the gun, you know. Uh huh. Anything you need. No, I, I, yeah, I joke that. I mean, the only solution seems to be sweeping the board, in some ways. And there's no way to do that, unfortunately. So I want to go live on the moon. Ah. Uh, with you. Oh, okay. It's like you can't escape this stuff. It's everywhere. Yeah, it is. But I, I don't know. I, I it's like, I, I, I like the fact that you know the these at least in terms of the serial rapists and stuff like that and the the creeps like Epstein and they get exposed they're getting exposed finally right but like how many don't you know i mean how many of these stories are like well at least someone got in trouble and i can put well, my head down and well, pretend that the pastor the, didn't do that to the, me or whatever yeah well the that's just it i i think i think that the more people come forward and uh, the easier it's going to be for more people to come forward and we're actually going to make some progress on this because it, it hasn't really it, the past couple of years mm. we've seen a lot of people getting exposed and going and and and, and granted some of it i think I, I think that there should be zero tolerance on any of it and the yeah. second half is it should get reported it should be like a cultural thing where it there's no question that you're going to report it yeah and at least, and at least to a teacher or or a police person, and, you know, like if you can't talk to your family, talk to the police or your teacher. Yeah. And they try. I mean, they always say, like the, the teachers yeah. get training on this and yeah, and all that. But uh, and and that's what. Uh, how see, do we how do we get this over with? Well, that that that's <coughs> what I think is going to have to happen. But I think that's the good of what's been coming out. What does about it do? Exposing these people. What does it do when yeah. a guy like that lives out his life and then dies and he's gotten away with it? The, the doctor didn't he die and, and like he got away with yeah it he never even lost his license right he just died i mean they say that i mean people, wishful thinking people say there's an afterlife and he's gonna get what he get, gets there i mean like i said I, I i have a weird idea about what death is and all that but i don't believe we're going to sit in an elevator that goes up or down at the end of this mm -hmm. and so something there is unjust he got away with it you know yeah 
Yeah. But the the uh, hopefully doctors won't do that anymore because they know. But they where's can't. the deterrence? These people don't have the same trigger that we do for like deterrence. Remember when we were kids and someone said, if you hit him, he might hit you back. To most people, that's a deterrent. Mm -hmm. You say, okay, that's smart. Uh, at least before I understand that I actually hurt him really badly, I can understand that I'll get hurt. Yeah. These guys don't have that weird clicky part that makes them realize there's consequences to their actions. Well, yeah, true. And so, so there's nothing to do with deterrence for them. You have to screen them almost in the process of becoming a doctor and prevent them from becoming a doctor. But then they put thousands and thousands of dollars into medical school, and it's really hard to get them out, you know? Well, it, it's interesting. It's like there's there's a, um, a, a podcast that I've listened to that um, uh, there's two seasons now called Dr. Death. Mm. And Morgan? No. Oh. No. No. Uh, the first season is about this guy in Texas who – he managed to pass medical school barely, uh -huh. but he had a really good marketing team and he would do spinal surgeries on people that were unnecessary and often botched. Oh God. He paralyzed a lot of people, you know, uh, and, with unnecessary and, spine and, surgeries. and what's the problem with the, the medical fuck? field, at least the way it is, is a lot of times because of, um, not wanting to get sued by a doctor, they'll let them go without putting anything negative in their file. And right. so the next hospital hires them not knowing. And they're hurting people in, yeah. in the public. Yeah. Well, we need to expose those those boards that let these guys slide. Yeah. That's the thing we need to hit because they're the ones that do care yeah. about their reputation. Yeah. So you so, got to hit them. And unfortunately, the monsters don't give a shit. Yeah. So he's he's actually in jail now. Well, for so, but well, I uh, hope that everyone who ever passed him on got in, fired or, or in season two. This guy was even worse. This guy was an oncologist. He should be in jail, not fired. Though. Like if they allow something to slide to me, yeah. that's that you're culpable for that. Just yeah. like I say when, when we've had our political yeah. discussions, I believe if you vote for someone, you're responsible for everything they do. So if you ever pass someone on and let them go do harm, knowing that they have, you're the one who did the harm as well, because they're a machine in a way for what they do. I well, they don't have any culpability after the point that you let them go. You're the one responsible, you know. Yeah, I don't entirely agree with that. But it's that's just okay. it's my. I'm just hardline on my weird yeah. internal ethics. But, but it's wrong. But it's it's the way I do it. But um, but yeah, the season two guy is like a cancer doctor. He actually would it. He was totally doing it for money. Now the the first guy, the the season, the the spinal surgeon, he just seemed to be kind of a dumb oaf, and he liked. He liked having the reputation. The back surgeon guy wanted yeah. to be like a doctor. He wanted to say he was a back surgeon. Yeah. A spinal surgeon. Yeah. And he 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 didn't seem to do it for money. That he did it for his own reputation. He did it for like his own reputation. Like that kid in Florida. Did you hear about the kid in Florida who started up a fake medical practice? He was 18. And, and he, <laughs> oh, he bought a doctor's coat and he bought like a, a, a name tag. And I believe he was seeing... He was an ops, uh, OBGYN or something, and he was just, he was supposedly like the best OBGYN in town. He had all these yeah. ads and, and, and yeah. testimonials from neighborhood people. Yeah. And he kept opening medical clinics in Florida where it's too easy to open a medical clinic. Mm -hmm. You don't need a medical license to open them. You just oh. have to have a doctor on staff, and he falsified the paper. Oh, wow. So you can own a private medical clinic in Florida and not be a doctor. That explains why the Canadians go down there cheaper it's easier you can get everything done cheaply and i mean pill mills were run that way 
Some yeah. guy would have um, a hookup to a pharmaceutical company. They needed the doctor to prescribe. Right. And so they'd hire a shady doctor who's on the way out of being a doctor in the first place, and he'd make his retirement money, and they'd prescribe tons of pills until they shut him down. It, yeah. was, it was intentional. It was part of the cost of doing business, like with boiler rooms and telemarketing, mm-hmm. where they expected they were going to get shut down. But yeah. they had a life a lifespan for the for the business and the practice, right? And people would make their money and, and then move to like yeah, you know, well, some other country. The, the season the season two guy on on this, um, he he, Indian guy, um, the, and, the guy's name was Doctor Love. His last name was Love. Oh my god! The goodness. kid was named Doctor Love. Doctor Love. Sorry, and he wasn't a doctor. Uh, wow. Anyway, sorry. But go ahead. but the, yeah, the season two guy. He, so he is a cancer doctor, and he was doing it strictly for money because cancer meds are expensive right mm-hmm. so he was diagnosing people with cancers they didn't have just to, to get chemos yeah to get, get and giving medicine. them the treatments and giving them the wrong treatments a lot of the time just so he could charge more money wow. it's like so fucked up <laughs> and, you know people this this diagnosis so they're sitting at home they're telling their whole family of cancer yeah and they're crying yeah and they're ready to die and they're and they're going and they to chemo it. and and doing all this stuff and they don't the have cancer are they thinking yeah it's like wow th- this guy this guy was incredible this is absurd yeah and yeah he's in jail too it's evil you know how do you how do you end up being a happy person with seeing this stuff you watch a lot of true crime and yet you're a well-adjusted person I get so upset about this stuff. Um, how do you do it? How do I do it? Like, how do you stay sane and, and accept that people are good somewhere? Because I don't see any good in anyone except you <laughs> and, like, people in this house. <laughs> I tend to see only the ulterior motives. <laughs> how do I change my whole eyes? Can, um, can we get a doctor? I think that honestly, I think that's part of the reason I watch true crime is because I need to be reminded that there are nasty people in the world. You don't want to be a Pollyanna. Yeah, because my mom was a little a lot Pollyanna, and it's like she got duped all the time. You are red flag colorblind to be with me in the first place. Yeah, so something's wrong with your brain. (laughs) I love you, but I but I've always been fascinated with the way people justify their actions. That really fascinates me but for they, some reason. It's like they don't have a real reason to justify even. They just get questioned and they spit something out. They don't necessarily have a big plan. They just want what they want. Well, I mean, what I was telling you earlier um, uh, off the air that uh, about the the documentary I watched uh, called There's No I in Threesome. And it's about yeah. this is about this couple that they decided to have an open relationship. Yeah, that they're they're engaged. And they're supposed to get married in like a year. And right now they are living on separate sides of the country due to job issues. Yeah. So they decide to have an open relationship. They're which accomplices to each other. turns into a polyamorous relationship. And and I won't spoil See, the ending if they, you want to watch it. But but the justifications they get. And these are younger. This is that other younger, species of people. Younger, intelligent people. To me. To well, me, they're the other species of people, too. Because you can be that cold about it all. And you're but just looking for weren't. an accomplice so you can you can tell your, your current partner in your local area, oh, well, me and my wife or girlfriend have an arrangement across country so that we can back each other up and do whatever the hell we want. But but they both got jealous. They they weren't cold about it. They both got jealous about it. They go, both had issues with it. And I won't spoil the ending because well, it doesn't three go. Types of people, then. It, it doesn't really go the way they think it did. They just, they had convinced, they had so 
it, at the beginning, they had come up with all these reasons why this was a good idea and how they were going to, you know, show that you can have like a non-traditional relationship and still be healthy in it. They they had all these, uh, it, you know, there's a whole list of reasons why this was a good idea. Oh, yeah. And you're sitting there going, you aren't thinking this through. As, no. At least I was. They just wanted a pile of reasons to be able to get away with what they wanted. In yeah. The yeah. And, and, and. But but which it, certainly has nothing to do with hearts. <laughs> it has to do with just pure gratification. It, I understand if you're 20, maybe you feel that urge. It, well, it, it, it's like at least for them, it felt like they they were fooling themselves. They were very much fooling. And they themselves. admitted that at the end of the documentary. Oh, uh, the guy did. Yeah. And I honestly, I, I the woman wasn't in the documentary. She refused to be in it, so they hired an actress to do her lines. Yeah, yeah. So you don't you get it. You don't get the aftermath from her because she's not actually in the right. And she documentary. didn't like, write a statement or anything. Right. But but from him, he he's like he he's like he realized that he was essentially completely full of it, and he learned a hard lesson going through this process. I'm the kind of so. person that, like, when a girl would give me a kiss or something, I was in love, and I would <laughs> never leave. I had to be thrown out. <laughs> so I don't understand this whole thing about like having to be with a million people. I can barely handle being good enough for one person. No, <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know, I'm not trying to make a point or anything, but I don't get this mentality of like, you can't have one relationship, you have to have six partial ones. Like, well, what the hell is that for you? Your, your, your heart is, is simple. Well, yeah, it, it's, it's simple and it's those type I, of acts are very, very connected to your heart. Right, uh, uh, and, sexual sex comes after love for me. Yeah, and there are a lot of people that, for whatever reason, those have been disconnected. That, like I was when we met. And I don't understand what, like, the benefit of being with another person is if you just have that urge. It's like you know, might as well be by yourself. I mean, that yeah. would be just as good, wouldn't it? Like, you don't care yeah, about the other I, I person, mean, so what does it matter? I, I don't, I don't know that there was really any benefit in that sense but but i don't know it's, it's just, just it's, it's just feeling like there's a person within range yeah sometimes just having ha having any connection with somebody else is better than none i suppose but for me i'd much rather have no connections this is me too yeah i have another side of it too like if i can't have the right thing i don't want anything yeah and i'm not like i don't throw my food on the floor if it's not the right food or anything mm -hmm. but i'd rather not have a half measure in anything yeah. You know, if I'm going to buy something, I'm going to buy like the mid price thing that's going to last. I'm going right. to buy, uh, I'm going to put my investment in something that I consider valuable rather than the cheap, easy one. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I don't mean that like about people with sex or anything, but I don't understand the, the whole thing where you can't have one relationship. You have to split it up into six people and then get like little pieces from everybody. And what if they're not all around when you need them and you need that particular weather constellation of, mood boosts and you don't have them I, see like, what the hell is well, well the that? thing is and i think here's part of the reason why I, I tend to be a happy person is because i don't rely on other people to make me happy same this is me too this is why i said like and i'd rather be alone yeah and, and find happiness of, of some level doesn't mean maximum happiness mm -hmm. but at least i could find a level where i was happy by myself when we first got together i was getting comfortable with myself yeah. And I was okay with it, even though I was neurotic around any other people. Yeah. But by myself, I was nice and relaxed. Yeah. And I was finally getting getting good with that. 
I'd much rather be alone and mediocrely happy than than miserable with seven people. Yeah. You know, uh, but I'm just a different person. I'm I'm an introvert. Yeah. And I think extroverts might need more people than. Yeah, and I mean, like even when I was, you know, between relationships, I, I you know, I was, st- I would still go out because I, I need You're to more interact social with than other. Me, yeah, I need to interact with other people. Um, I, I don't, I, I, because I, I enjoy people. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, there I are sh- there's shitty people <laughs> in the world, but I don't, I found, I don't assume I found people are shitty, lo- but but they tend to disappoint me right away. <laughs> <laughs> Not because I'm like I'm judging them, but I'm like, we're gonna talk about that. For three hours, you know, I'd rather talk babble at myself, and I don't mean like <laughs> not self-absorbed, but I I do um I don't know I'd rather write or something than, yeah than talk to someone about um social stuff I guess yeah well and, and it's like I I get social. a lot of enjoyment about uh, out of Crit. meeting because there are a lot of good I mean there are a lot of good people out there too and I've I've found some great great friends over the years it's true whenever you introduce me people i like them but i just didn't have good luck with a lot of people to be honest i had some good friends in high school sort of but we all drifted apart and we weren't ever that deep well i wanted to be deeper with everybody because i'm I'm the kind of person that if i can't have a conversation with you about everything you care about i probably don't want to be your friend i don't want an acquaintance i want like three friends to talk to yeah. On a rotating basis. And and for me, it's like I didn't really, I mean, honestly, when I was with Keith, I really didn't have any friends because, well, A, he would chase them all away. Mm. He B, had that whole controlling thing where it's like you need to, you need to tell him where you were going and yeah, all yeah, that bullshit. Yeah. And, and, and he would hit on them, you know, and creep them out. <sighs> and so. The, Such confidence. Where does it come from? Like. <laughs> How's this unearned confidence emerge? I don't know. Like it's hard enough to get confidence when you've done something, you know. I don't know. I don't know. But um, so like all the friends I've got now, I really met after, after Keith. Yeah. And it was it was me just becoming comfortable with myself because I think when you when you learn to like yourself, you start to meet you start to recognize that in other people what that people who like themselves and are happy with themselves and and like most of my friends that you could say that about them too right they like themselves they know I, who they are and or they can tolerate themselves yeah i i can't talk to someone who can't tolerate themselves yeah unless i'm like full disaster control mode trying to help them out of like the worst rock bottom of their life or something i tend right. to help people like that at bus stops Mm-hmm. And like, you know, um, if someone's complaining, I'll, I'll be there trying to help them and, and say like, well, couldn't you think about it a little differently or, or whatever? Right. Um, but I, I generally enjoy the company of people who are at least not necessarily confident because for me, that's I mean, overconfident. Confidence is good, I guess. But if they're not, if they're overconfident, I want nothing to do with them because they have, almost have nothing to say. It's always well, about well, themselves. Or... Oh, overconfidence is actually a sign of weakness. Right. Yeah. I was thinking about how strong men are always the weakest in general. The big tough guys who will push you around are always the cowards. Yeah. Um, these the, the, usually signs a sign of an o- overbalance is an imbalance. Yeah. It's a weakness. Um, but but generally speaking, the people I want to talk to want to talk about something a little bigger than you know local trailer park drama. Right. And I, I, I can't tolerate people who just want to talk about, oh, Sheila said such and such and, and Tony did this. And yeah, I don't give a shit about any of that. 
Yeah. But it takes a certain level of self-confidence, even if you're just the kind of introvert that sits alone and, and thinks mm -hmm. and understands that they're, they know who they are to be able to hold a conversation that isn't just about other people and their opinions. Right. Um, so it does require a certain level of confidence, I, I suppose, uh, for at least for me to want to hang out with somebody. Yeah. And even I, with my uh, neuroticism, am confident in my opinions. Yes. As long as, I mean, I'm willing to have them challenged. That's, that's proof of confidence. Yes. Is that someone can tell me, like you, that I'm a little off the mark. Like, for example, with my whole, you know, I mean, come on, dictatorship, it would work. <laughs> it would work. It would calm down society. Everyone would simmer the fuck down. And they'd have something to do with themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm not the guy for that. Because I, I know I have, I have, um, I have opinions that are a little too firm on certain things. Because uh, they're emotionally driven opinions. You know, like yeah. there'd be less evil if there was, if there was, you know, I don't know, less freedom in some ways. But I know that I, I like freedom. Yeah. So it's like I'm a hypocrite. I'm a hypocrite internally there, but I'm smart enough to realize that I should never, ever run for dog catcher because <laughs> yeah. I'd ruin the world. <laughs> and I never, never mind, I wouldn't get elected. But like, I bet you I could BS my way into getting elected dog catcher. And that's not a good thing. Because mm -hmm. I could be like, well, my mental illness is a badge of honor because I overcame it, blah, blah, blah. And if elected, I will catch every freaking dog <laughs> and I will put him in the military. You know? <laughs> you know, I don't think that's good. I think I'd be on the on the war path and it wouldn't be ideal for me. Yeah, well, it, it, it's I could like... have been a bad guy and I wasn't. I don't know. That's yeah. Yeah, well, um, yeah, I... I guess it's just I've I've worked on myself really hard and I'm um, I'm happy with myself. And you know who not, you are and, and you know your capabilities. Yeah, and it is not to mean um I'm not perfect and I'm um and I'm there's still things that I'm working on. Um but you know but I I'm a good person. I try to <coughs> do good things. I'm proud of the the I'm proud of my kids, I'm proud of the job I've done with them. I'm you know They're good people. If you can raise yeah. good people, you're good people. Well, I mean, I always considered, you know, being a parent is like you're trying to to avoid right. harming them. Well, well, More, uh, my, well, yeah, that was my take. Yeah. Just well, don't I, mess I, them up. My my goal was, you know, it's like I want to raise kids that can function in society. That was my that was my primary focus. Yeah. It wasn't grades. It wasn't anything like that. It, it isn't was about like, obedience. It's about ability to fend for yourself in the yeah, end. Yeah, and take care of themselves. As long as, as, long as you're not going to be shitty to other people when yeah. you go out there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was my goal with Ethan, too. Unfortunately, he's not driving, and he doesn't work, and he's looking for a job, but he's, he's left with um, terrible options for employment despite a, a, a mostly finished college education. Yeah. He can't properly get an internship. He's on the autism spectrum. Yeah. And uh, I'm a little worried about him because his mom overprotected him. She didn't let him go out and play. I was always trying to get him independent. Yeah. But I wasn't doing too well with my mental health. So I couldn't fight the fight on yeah. any sort of footing. I, you know, I couldn't sit back and say, mm -hmm. you know, well, look at me. I'm, I'm doing this and he should be able to do this too. And I was too sick. Yeah. So, well, I, so I didn't and, and win those like, battles. I, I would I would let my kids go out and, and play with the neighborhood bullies and my friends. So would they be knew like, how to deal with bullies. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, I'd rather have them learn that. And I'm like, they're smart. They'll figure it out and they'll stop playing with them. And it took yeah. a little while, but that's exactly what happened. You know, and I was like, I'd rather be here 
and be able to keep an eye on things and let them figure it out for themselves. I was lucky to be raised on, after about fourth grade, on a very safe island. Yeah. So I could hitchhike in high school without having to worry about getting murdered. Yeah. I could do everything. I was always out. I was always going around. And I grew up in kind of a a really safe environment, like a mm-hmm. almost like a creche, you know, like yeah. a little a cradle. And uh, that's not what the world is. Yeah. You know, so I was lucky there. I was raised in that 80s, 90s mentality of let them get out there and do stuff. Mm-hmm. Luckily, it was safe. And and I guess there's some argument to be made that, that nowadays you can't, in some cities, allow your kid to go out and play because some gang member might shoot him or try to recruit him or, or you know. Yeah. It, it's hard teaching independence for these kids. Yeah, and um, and my my kids are pretty independent. They are, and I mean, Alex was teaching me how to shovel properly the other day. <laughs> he was he was showing me how to shore up the walls without you know yeah. crumbling everything, and I yeah. just I just throw the shovel in the ground and pull up the dirt. <laughs> and so uh, they're very competent kids. They're always there when there's a problem, like putting a tent up. They know how to do it. They always know how to do it. Yeah, well, they 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 um, really impressive. They. They and I, I, you know, I've always been of the mindset, you know, let them let them make mistakes. That's where you learn your best lessons. This is, is, this is the thing. Mistakes. Real confidence, and yeah. I don't mean I don't mean my, my I'm externally I don't seem confident, but I know where I am and I know what I'm mm-hmm. what I'm doing most of the time and I know why I'm doing it. Um, I think real confidence comes with the ability to accept a mistake. Yeah, and also accept the ability to change. If you're overconfident, you'll never want to change. Right. And and then you'll never learn, and you'll never actually become competent. And I, well, I I honestly think that's part of the the reason uh, my kids prefer being over here is because their father is still, and he's improved a lot. I will give him that, but um, especially in the financial area, it sounds like he's finally got his shit together. And I'm like, amen. It sounds for like that. it, based on what you've told me. Amen for that, because back when we were together, it was it was a disaster. And leaking I was, money left and right. Oh my and, god! And I had to do everything myself. And it was crazy scheme after crazy scheme. Yeah. So, so I'm glad. I'm glad for that. But um, he is very. He does not take criticism at all, and he has no ability to self reflect. That's a fragile ego. At all. Really fragile ego. He he he, he doesn't anytime something doesn't go his way or somebody gets upset at him or anything like that it's almost the other person's fault mm. for it and it's because they're not thinking about it right of course he's clearly the one that has got his shit together it's my brother and chris I, too he has the I'm same like, thing but yeah. um for but, me yeah. I, it's ego thing is it's a fragile ego mm-hmm. and i think i'm lucky that i was dissociative and i i'm, I'm i still have the illness but I've integrated all those parts that I used to have. Yeah. But I never really had a sense of having one ego. You know, uh, I don't have this protected uh, thing that I need to protect about myself. If someone thinks I'm a loser, I don't care. Yeah. You know, if someone thinks I'm smart, I don't care. Yeah. I tend to look at them uh, sideways if they get a, give me a compliment or say I'm a good person. <laughs> I'd rather, you know, just not have an opinion about myself in an yeah. odd way. This this show that we when we do the show. I almost turn on a little persona to project, but there's no like particular preciousness to my personality to me. Yeah. You see, I do voices all the time. I'm constantly changing my mood, but you see that I have the same heart no yeah. matter what I'm doing. Yeah. And to me, that's more valuable than having this little fragile ego that you have to keep in a box 
And the second someone looks at you wrong, you break down and it, start crying it, it about ju- it. It just seems so exhausting to me to be that way. There's enough bad stuff in the world that, that someone's opinion of you shouldn't really break your heart, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 um, there's bigger problems mm-hmm. than, than like being wrong and, and being upset about being wrong. It's like, yeah. what's the point? And what's, what's, it's a waste of an afternoon, really. It's a, you know, it's a waste of time to sit there upset because you, insist that you're right when you're not i i used to say to my brother chris you're right in yeah. the middle of the night when we when he he called me drunk i'd say to him hey would you rather feel like you're right or actually be right you know <laughs> and, and this is me being a little snotty about it but at the same time that's that's the main problem with some of these people yeah and, and that includes that doctor yeah. These these narcissistic people that somehow think that whatever they do is somehow acceptable. Oh, it's not that big of a deal. They needed the baby anyway. But yeah. did the fourteen year old girl need a baby? Yeah. And she was, you know, she wasn't even sexually active, and she was getting her first checkup. You yeah. know that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's always just whatever they want, and they'll justify it after the fact. Yeah. I can't understand that. I barely, I never take an action unless I know exactly three good outcomes. And that's my minimum, really. Yeah. When I'm making a decision, I have to have three things that, like, I call it a trifecta. <laughs> I, I have to get three things right to to make an action. You know? mm-hmm. I can't understand the idea of just doing what your impulse says and then explaining it later. Yeah. You're not going to turn out right that way. No. And and the the good, I I think one of the good things about me and the kid's dad being divorced is that they see the contrast with my happiness in my life and their father's happiness and and his life because i know darn well they ain't happy over there right he puts them to work digging ditches and moving rocks just because he's he's building a bunker yeah well i don't yeah he was building a bunker yeah and now he's he's building some sort of uh apocalypse garden or something i don't know uh, it, it, According to Alex, they're doing a garden now. Uh, an apocalypse garden. <coughs> Up in I the like mountains. it. I like. Well, like, yeah, I knew. I knew that. But uh, you know, from, a secret location. From by what the way. I understand, he and his wife fight all the time. Uh, they're having a really hard time with her daughter that is nineteen. She's depressive now. to a degree. I don't yeah. know, it's none of our business. We shouldn't be talking about it. Yeah, but it's yeah, just, they, it, it's just it's not it's. It's not a great environment. It's apparently. not a great environment. And, how how do people live a life of nothing but social drama and arguing? I don't know. Like, what the hell is the point of that life? Yeah. I can't see the value in that, to be honest. Maybe yeah. I'm being judgmental, but, like, is that a fulfilling life to just talk about people and, all your and life? And to me, it's it's more like, okay, what what can I do in this situation to help make the situation better? What am I doing wrong? What what what? How am I contributing to the problem? Yeah. I'm willing to do that. You're part of the you're part of the situation. You yeah. have to admit maybe there's a way you could help, right? Yeah. That's obvious. And it, it doesn't it doesn't mean you can change other people and sometimes the best choice is to, you know, kick somebody out, which is what I did in that case. But right. but you know, when I was with him, I was miserable because I was spending all my energy and all my time trying to make him happy. Right, which, which you is cannot impossible. do. Especially now with the narcissist, because they're such fragile balloon egos anyway. Yeah. They it, balloon up when they do something that looks good. They get lucky somewhere. Yeah. And then suddenly they're the king of everything. Yeah. And then when, or the queen, like my ex, you know. And then as soon as they fail, they're lying down for four days. I don't know about Keith, but 
No, he never did that. Well, he, he'd be, would he be like sulking and. Oh, sulky, yes. Yeah. Yes, it's definitely something sulky. Something like that. He's going to, you know, wait until he gets his next opportunity to. Yeah, and, and it was just, it, it, honestly, I learned so much from that relationship. I'm not even the main character in my own story. Did you know that? <laughs> in my life, I'm not even the main character. But I, I learned so much from being in that relationship of what not to do and how I, I realized that I couldn't fundamentally make somebody else happy it's, it's not my job you have to that has to come from and and no, but we say things like i say things to you like you make me really happy i'm yeah. happy whenever but you don't make me happy yeah in the sense of like forcing me to be happy yeah you allow me to be happy yes and that's that's the way we put it is, yes you know you make me happy yeah but some people need you to make them happy yeah. every day yeah and that's like give me my boost today what yeah. do you got yeah. You got a bucket with no bottom in it, and they need you to fill it every day. Yeah, and that's 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 a really really unhealthy way to be. And sad. It's a sad life. I mean, mm -hmm. it must be a hell to live that way. Yeah. To be those people must be hell. Yeah. But what are they doing? I mean, can't they just ignore? I don't know their ego and just just. Well, exist? the thing is, is it's like, I, I do they have the capability of of possibly changing? I I believe everybody has the capability to change for the most part. So it may be sociopath. But there's some patterns that'll perpetuate forever. But I think it actually requires an effort <coughs> and work and sometimes therapy. You know, it's like you have to recognize, oh, I'm doing this to myself. See, the I need I'm the one that needs to change here. I mean it it's You it, only you only react to something the way you allow yourself to react to it. Yeah. So there's some things you can get over fairly quickly and you can you can you can uh, bullshit yourself into saying I'm over grieving somebody or something when you're not. Yeah. But at the same time, there's some things like um, missing out on a job opportunity or something that these people who who cycle on their own ego all day uh -huh. will sit there on and they'll ruin their life for the next job opportunity. Right. Yeah. Uh, um, but it's almost like you can get over stuff practically immediately as long as you're willing to accept that you can move on, you know? Yeah. And these people go in these loops mm -hmm. where they don't want to move on. It's because their ego's involved and their ego needs feeding. They can't feed their own ego, so they have to start some drama and become, you know, the winner of some sort of fight. You yeah, know? It, it, it's, it, but uh, to me, it's just most people that are miserable aren't willing to do the work to. They tend to have a hierarchical mindset, too. Like, there's yeah. one better person. It's like, yeah, if they're not the best, they're the worst. And if, if they're not, oh, yeah. they're somewhere below the bottom. And, and some people need to know they're pegging. They're, 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 what is the pegging order? That's not the way to put it. Pecking order. Pecking, <laughs> pegging order. That's an <laughs> event. That's, that's a key that's, party that, situation. Yeah, that is those, back to the polyamorous thing. Yeah, anyway. for those polyamorous people. Yeah. yeah pegging they, order. They have a pegging order. <laughs> Who gets pegged first? <laughs> terrible. Oh, God. That's a gross way to put it. Oh, no. But, okay, so... <laughs> Yes, I guess I guess the key party will tell you where you stand. Don't <laughs> it's like you might not be able to stand oh my. after the pegging. Yeah. But <laughs> I yeah, it was a misspoke. <laughs> but that's embarrassing somehow. I, I, I was gonna let that slide, and then you said it. Again. But it's like pecking order. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, people have to have a hierarchy. Some of these people, and I don't feel like I fit to a hierarchy. I'm not above them. I'm not below them. I just yeah. don't believe in a hierarchy. Yeah. And so this guy's coming at me like, oh, I'm in charge because I'm in charge. It's like, I'm shift supervisor today. I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, it doesn't match up to, like, the guy that was yeah. picking his nose yesterday, you know? Yeah. Uh, I, 
I don't get the whole thing where you have to put yourself in in line with other people. Yeah, I. Um. No, I'm. I, well, the thing is, I, I've always, I've always felt that everybody has their own journey, you know, to whatever enlightenment, yeah. enlightenment, happiness, whatever you want to call it, you know. And and Choose everybody, your own adventure. well, yeah, it is. You know, it's like everybody has their own journey. Even you know, siblings in the same house, they all have different things that go on in their little microcosms that affect them, and yep. they all have their own individual things they have to work on and get there better. There are tears at. to life. There yeah. are like okay, yeah. so individual. Here's a family of three kids, mm-hmm. like like this one. Each of the three kids is going their own way, but they are part of a unit that yeah. is the family. And so there's a family destiny and there's an individual destiny for each one of these people that they're making for themselves. Yes. And, 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 and there is a hierarchy, uh, not a hierarchy, um, what's it called? A, a, a tier to this. There's a family level problem where everyone drops everything and fixes it. Right. But then there's the individual level problem where everybody drops everything in order in the right way yeah. to go help that one person. Yeah. Um, it's like the one... With narcissists, they tend to make everything the biggest problem. Yes. It's always the big family. You don't care about this family, my ex used to say. Oh. I was like, what are you talking about? I just need to sleep because I am I have the flu today. Ugh. You know, it's like, you know. It, yeah. They, they, it, it, there's, they, no, there's no like. Their, any, their perception of reality is actually skewed. skewed. Because they're looking through the lens of their own ego. Yeah, it's like it's like a mirror, funhouse mirror on reality. Yeah, and and there's no there's no gradations of okay, here's here's you a know. small problem, here's a medium problem, here's a big problem. Yeah, if if it, it if it affects them, it's clearly a mountain. Here here's here's you how know? I, I I've Even learned from it, you. Everybody else would be a molehill. <laughs> I've learned from you that there are priorities to problems. Yeah, and I, I have that too. But when there's a small problem, I'd get really neurotic about it, uh-huh. and I'd uh, more freak out about the small problem. Ah. But when there's a big problem, like a car crash, I was just clear-headed, out of my own way, and making sure we didn't die. Because mm-hmm. we've had a few accidents and things like that. Yeah. Whenever there's a real crisis, I got out of the hell, hell out of the way and just did whatever had to be done. Like when you ran after Kyla when she fell yeah, almost down the stairs, you grabbed her as a baby, yep. and you end up with a scar on your head. Yep. Because you threw yourself right in. Mm-hmm. That's what I think um, an empathic person will do. Yeah. Is instantly think of the problem without having to put themselves into it and say, how will this affect my reputation? Let me consider this. Write a little right. checklist while my daughter's falling down the stairs. You know? Yeah. You're not, I'm not running a soap opera for myself. And I think they run a soap opera for themselves. Yeah. They have to be, the lighting has to be right for them to go do something heroic. <laughs> It's like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, that's so. It's we always know. talk about narcissists on the show. Yeah, I think because we both dealt with them. Yeah. Yep. And uh, I almost play a parody of of a of an egotist on the show because I make all these big jokes about like you you having to make sandwiches for me, and and I'm I'm projecting because I know we're like on the air, right? It's it's weird how this we circle around this idea of ego and all this. Well, it's, it, I mean, I honestly think that you will even, a, a lot of society's problems are because people, uh, is a, nar- a form of narcissism. And they need different. to get credit. They need they're, to. Yeah. Or they need to spread their seed everywhere because oh, they're God. so fucking awesome. Yeah. Everyone needs know? it. Everyone needs that guy. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, what would be better in this world a lot more me. That's I mean, because there, there are different different forms of narcissism, and and it's like a lot a lot of the evil in the world is from that mindset. It's like where does it come from? Like, where, what merit do they do they have? Okay, yes, they became a doctor. Mm-hmm. Okay, yes, they got a career win. But what merit? Do they have to think that the world needs all like them everywhere? You know, like the doctor, he's like, this town needs a lot more meat. You know, <laughs> uh, that's the only thing this town needs right now. I can serve this the public well, like, by making millions of meats. I was like, how many women? Okay, here's here's like a totally like this is a oh god. So he had his practice outside of Las Vegas for. For years and years and years and years. That means there are all these half-plus siblings running around Las Vegas, right? Yeah. It's like, how do we know none of those half-siblings didn't hook up? Because they don't know. Oh, God. They don't know. I mean, it's worse in England. I, I, I'm it's just, worse in England. I'm just saying. You know, I it, as, many, as many children as he probably fathered. Yeah. All living in the same area. Yeah, so it, it, that's if, disgusting. If, and then, like, if the hills have eyes, like somewhere I wonder if, like, Las statistic- Vegas, it's probably his kids. I wonder if statistically, like, uh, deformities and 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 weird I genetic illnesses are I, higher just, in that area now. I don't know. I was just a random thought I had. Uh, I was just like, it, I would. It would not surprise me if that happened at you least know, once. You know, and with the vagaries of genetics, if there were a couple generations of those half siblings mixing, you could end up with like his exact son almost. And and like, if if you got and if a lot of his kids go into the same types of fields and stuff like that, same types of professions, they have a much higher likelihood of actually meeting each other well, and finding they have things in common. Oh God! You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's messed up. Look at Genghis Khan. You remember that thing about Genghis Khan? How he's responsible for like, like most of Asia somewhere. Like he's his genetic line is in Asia all over the place. Oh wow! One out of like six Asian men is directly. Uh, able to draw their line, huh. and I mean all over Asia, yeah. to Genghis Khan himself uh-huh. because of the way they raped and pillaged and everything. Yeah. It's, it's astonishing. I mean, our whole history has been changed by these kinds of narcissists. Yeah. Imagine what kind of species we'd be if we didn't have them. Uh, we'd probably be like uh, using warp power and like teleporting to work every day and <laughs> and I don't know. Yeah. We'd, we'd be geniuses because these guys are the dumbest guys ever. Like, they're all about themselves, and they waste all the brain power on being uh, the champion or something. Mm. You know? I don't know. Anyway, I think we've done enough for this evening. Okay. I've, I've done enough. So we're going to wrap it up now. I'm going to lay down my burden thank, thank at the end of this episode right now. <laughs> you give, up the, give up the ghost. No. Oh, no? no? I thought we were going that far. No. We're not? No. I'm not laying down my burden and giving up the ghost? No. <laughs> oh, I thought we'd done enough. No, no. It, it's actually the, the night before Easter, so we'll let Jesus take care well, of it. I'll that. be back tomorrow if, if it's Easter. We all come back tomorrow, don't we? Yeah. It's like, so, it's like St. Patty's Day. Everyone's a little Irish <laughs> on St. Patty's Day, so we all get a free resurrection on Easter as long as we die right before Easter. Okay. <laughs> so what is it? Is it midnight yet? Uh, not, I, uh, not quite. I can die within the next few minutes and come back. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. (laughs) Happy Easter, everybody.
Happy Halloween. Oh, Easter. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, of course, this will be a week late. So, you know, be a happy week. belated Easter. Yeah. Um, if I'm still alive, I came back to life. <laughs> I'm living, I'm laying down my burdens. What? <laughs> no, All this right. is a depressing episode, but I'm okay. I'm no, not depressed. Uh, no. I'm not depressed, but yeah. it was a depressing topic. Well, it, uh, yeah. It, uh, Dark yeah. people out there. There are. Dark souls. But we'll, we'll keep shining. Maybe Jesus I'm will be back tomorrow and fix it. That'd be interesting. That'd be cool. That'd be interesting. I'm gun. cool with Jesus. If he had a machine gun, I'd be real happy. Jesus with a machine gun? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Level the playing field a little bit. Oh, okay. Yeah. Remember uh, UHF? Jesus part six? Oh, This time it's yeah. personal. <laughs> oh, God. He came back with a machine gun. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's appropriate for Easter, but happy Easter, everybody. <laughs> Kiss your Easter bunnies. <laughs> Good night. Good night. Spay and neuter them.